India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Hi everyone this is Rohit Srivastav recording for the 9th of July 2021 and let's get on with what's been happening in the markets are you watching what the Dow is doing tonight I don't know how it will end but at least for the time being I can see it's up some 350 points odd and how did you feel yesterday night when it was similarly volatile and down 300 to 400 points you now so every day that you have these gyrations there's a lot of fear greed i don't know if there's greed there's more fear at least the end that i am facing because the music that i face every time the market drops for one day is like probably something is going wrong and coming to an end a lot of it i don't know whether it has to do with the general sentiment on the street among investors or is it just the media that is you know getting irrational or you know searching for reasons every time something happens and then they highlight something extensively everybody reads it and starts reacting to it so if it's down for one day yesterday it's probably china that is bringing down the whole world by shutting down operations of one company on some technological related issue or else it's the delta virus that's probably going to bring down the whole world I don't know to what extent was India's second wave really related to the Delta virus, and then there are also simultaneous reports that you know most of the people who are getting uh, you know hospitalized are those people who have not been vaccinated, you know. And so on the one side, it's being said that well, vaccinations uh, drop their efficacy based on you know the Delta variant from ninety percent to sixty-four percent, blah blah blah. And then you have a clear data point which says most of the people who are getting you know serious cases that are showing up are those. of people not vaccinated so which part is really true what is the right story and if you're jumping from you know pillar to post and trying to understand what all this means for the markets maybe some good market analysis would help rather than you know reading into news items like japan declares state of emergency as a jump in covid-19 cases means spectators won't be able to attend olympics I actually asked my wife which is which is the more news here is it the jump in covid cases or that spectators will not be able to attend the olympics for a moment i thought they are not going to have the olympics which would have been a bigger news but you're having the olympics they're going to be telecast but people can't sit in a stadium and watch that's about what happened was that the big news or was it that the jump in covid 19 cases was so big that japan has to shut down so which which was real what was really happening there so this is how news is published nowadays and you know it creates a lot of knee jerk reaction especially among traders investors trying to make sense of everything and now you have bots that are reading all this news all over the place and activating trades through computer systems so it's not even human uh, it's human emotions tied to keywords so i could very well write you know a lot of news articles based on certain keywords and get a response from these bots maybe that's the next thing to really you know go about doing you know so you become an influencer of some kind or maybe learn how how all the seo marketing is done which is all based on uh, reading keywords and uh, develop that kind of those kind of keywords that will drive the market in the direction that you really want i mean how about that for a strategy so this is how markets have been reacting to news and events that really don't make uh, that much sense uh, and if you really want to make sense of it you have to you know put it one step out and think you know is this really relevant to the market from a macro perspective is it what drives your gdp up or down in a big way you know is, is that happening and if that's not happening is this news event really relevant beyond one day's sentimental reaction of the market so that's what we have to try and understand 
over and above that there are some factors that you have to track uh, to keep the you know real big picture intact factors like the dollar the dollar did have a serious rally over the last uh, month or so one that i did not completely call out because i have been dollar bearish long term so every time it bounces back in a small wave i look for another decline which worked, worked perfectly well when it happened in september it worked well when it happened between jan and march but this particular one uh, went a little long in the tooth because i thought after march you'd probably not get another bounce and you did and both of these recent declines declines into you know from jan to march and the one more recently have actually not made a lower low so that again creates a case for thinking you know has the trend changed but the fact is you have also not made higher high so if the definition of a trend is a higher high higher low or a lower low lower high for a downtrend then neither has really happened in the dollar of course you had lower highs throughout last year but from just take it from jan do you have higher highs and higher lows and the answer is again no you've probably gone back close to that level done a 78% retracement uh, and i've posted a chart of an ending diagonal in the dollar index uh, on the early chart yesterday beyond that 78% mark and that's where we are we are still gyrating and moving above that and so is the ending part, uh, pattern really marking the end of the dollar move i would really like to think so probably the dxy starts down again and so what's really to understand while all this was happening you know if you have such a big dollar move and if it's a reversal of magnitude this is the move that is going to take you back to 100 then why isn't everything crashing and falling apart why uh, why was the nasdaq still close to an all time high when the dxy has bounced back for 3 weeks and those are the type of questions if you ask yourself rightly speaking i've spoken about rotation also but i mean when the nasdaq was doing well the dow was doing badly when the dow was doing well in april the nasdaq was doing badly and so there's also rotation so is the rotation distributive in nature or is it really part of money simply moving from one asset or sector to the next sector and that's all it's driving it up and down it's not really a trend reversal and if it was a major risk of trend reversal then you would have had an across the board sell off right everything would have fallen why only bitcoin why is that the only culprit that is still hanging around the 30000 mark and not bouncing back and equities are actually closer to all time highs looking at the nasdaq and the s&p 500 so net net i think a lot of the fear factors and I, and this is not to say that it doesn't impact me yesterday evening i would have been much more fearful and shaken up because of what was happening but i just go back and look at the charts look for the same indicators tools and what are they telling me and if they keep telling me the same thing i just try to stick to it no matter how nervous i'm feeling from inside that's a hard part you learn it over a period of time probably it's a larger part of behavioral finance rather than got to do with the science of analysis and knowing where the market's headed because the analysis may be telling you something but the near term fears and uh, you know hopes that come uh, especially with trading if you, if you're in a leveraged market and there's m2m and the market falls for two days even by 200 points after having rallied a thousand those 200 points make you more nervous than the 1000 points that preceded it if you're not doing apt risk management money management techniques you know how much of profit you have pulled out of the previous gains and put it aside not putting everything back in the next trade so that if something does go wrong which it always can uh, because uh, some people would want to believe that every day is a, ran- a random walk but even those everyday random movements eventually result in what is a larger elliot wave trend which is nothing but a fractal of human behavior or herding that repeats itself over and over again so even if day to days can be erratic can we really put it in that big picture of human behavior scientifically and take, make make the sense of it so that's what you need to really spend your time doing and uh, after that of course learn uh, the science uh, of behavior because 
once you can overcome behavioral fears and traits of your zone then uh, you can per- probably perform much better and take the decisions that you're really supposed to which is risk management and asset allocation position sizing when markets fall against you even if your view is right do you downsize your position a little bit and if you get that setup which means that you know market should move in your favor are, are you able to upsize again in using those tools all over again so that's something you've been doing over and over again over the last four months because the market's been more non-trending times where i've had to have a nifty position then i decided not to be in nifty at all which worked worked better because certain sectors did well that i liked and then after that you've had the month of june where nothing moved after a particular gain and if you had enough time on your side then probably you're still sitting and waiting for the next move if you didn't have time on your side side and you're somebody who simply trades weekly options then you probably lost a lot of money so this is just going to happen based on how you take decisions on your you know asset allocation money management uh, have you created a portfolio from your gains you had a one year bull market where the nifty has gone from 7000 to 10000 even if you have trading gains on your side have you used them to build a buffer portfolio on the side which you know goes up slower than what you would on a leverage trade but provides you that buffer on a bad day so these are things you out to learn and do over time if you are a small trader with a single lot uh, it's early days for you to be able to do the entire strategy but then you only look for those high probability trades that come your way in third waves and try to you know uh, make the most of it because you have very little room to go wrong and you want to be right 80 90% of the time then you have to trade only those few trades that uh, reach that setup and then also quickly book gains uh, early enough or uh, at the right time uh, so that you can keep them and once you've built uh, some buffer then you start applying money management tools so that uh, you do not lose the capital that you have really made and so searching for that first winning streak is one of the early things i had to do maybe in 2001 to uh, when i actually stood out after the first trade went wrong uh, in in options waited for almost 9 months uh, to find that time again where i thought Uh, i was going to be right and there was a winning streak coming your way so that's that also required because traders need winning streaks if you're going through a losing streak or you're making a mistake that sets you back you need to prepare yourself for that next move that can follow up through a winning streak because winning streaks are when your view is going right you have a trending market and you have the chances of being right 8 out of 10 times because uh, it is meeting a certain setup that tend to use over and over again and you've time tested it but every time tested method also goes through periods of failure you know so it may give you an 80% success ratio on a 1 to 2 year basis but there'll also be phases where it will actually stop working so it could not work maybe for 6 months 12 months we don't know so there there are phases with every system and it has to do with one or the other factors sometimes volatility contractions can affect a system sometimes volatility expansion so depends on what the underlying system really is and how it gets impacted but uh, the real uh, big gains really happen when you go through that you know systemic period where the system is working you have a winning streak so winning streaks are what you really search for when your system is going to play out in the way that you expect it to play and if you can patiently wait for that to come and then play it like you would following each and every signal that you generate your outcomes would be on top of the line so that's what you should focus on so what do i think that the nifty is doing is doing nothing it's been tight bound within this range the top end being at around 15930 the bottom end being at 15635 where we probably made a double bottom today we should make another attempt to break out of the top range and for everyone who thinks this is some kind of b wave or 
counter trend move from the you know correction that we saw in march and april the typical cut off point for this uh, you know from a fibonacci perspective is at around the 138% retracement mark which comes in at 15950 so if you're still thinking that once you cross that level i think sort of you should throw those thoughts out of the window i don't think that is the case my trade setups don't tell me uh, that you know this is a corrective phase i think it's an ongoing impulsive advance uh, that is failing to stop at any point not just because of the liquidity flow but because of the multiple steps that various governments have taken around the world including our own they've taken it now they've taken it last year after the first lockdown there are many things that they've done over time and the effects of which have not been fully felt because we ended up getting our second lockdown so sort of when we are just getting back on course and we had the budget for 2021 uh, where they tried to put in a lot more to you know push things forward we ended up with the second lockdown so all of that is to still happen and play out in the months ahead what you've really seen over the last few months i think is value buying into sectors that can really benefit from these measures and moves so so everyone is everyone who understands this this game which has been you know playing out has been focusing on picking up those value names where stories play out over a 3 to 5 year name and by the time uh, you know the markets really move again the sentiment which is actually very very negative amazingly negative at a, at the 16000 mark because you'd actually anticipate euphoria and if you tell me that oh markets are euphoric because these small caps and mid caps are moving who's buying these small caps and mid caps most people i know are probably not the buyers you know it's only i would still say it's to some degree smart money or you know large investors who understand uh, what they are doing or where they have some inputs that are actually buying into it a lot of people especially traders still continue to be skeptical this also shows up in your data say for example look at just how the options data has behaved over the last one month despite the rally that we saw in late may into early june we haven't really seen uh, you know huge amounts of put buying selling that typically happens during during rallies you know so the option sellers when actually look at the derivative open interest have actually been selling a lot of calls out of their bearish sentiment and to record degrees just like we saw probably sometime after demonetization i should probably show that uh, in a video in a chart which actually you know make much more sense that right after that rally you know people were still skeptical of the uh, improvement and you actually had huge call selling happening during a rally and then eventually markets continued higher and that sentiment changed uh, you know from uh, you know selling of calls to selling of puts as far as the option uh, you know options premium build up and strike wise build up is concerned so you see seeing that again uh, over the last month after this initial rally from the april may bottom even though we are at a higher plateau we've actually seen a lot of call selling and then the market has actually flattened out now this flattening out has seen bands decline and you contract in terms of bollinger bands which reflects in volatility so if you look at the ivs they've fallen uh, much further down to almost 13 12% and these low readings are getting some people again concerned over low low walls are associated sometimes with market highs but what doesn't add up is the sentiment because if if we were at market highs then you should have had extreme bullish sent, uh, sentiment and then again again the lowest readings we've had in volatility which i think i showed in my last video is actually been closer to uh, eight, uh, you know 8 9% so unless you're down so between a 12% and an 8% there's a lot of room for ivs to really come down and uh, within that you know you can have bull market so that's what i sense is really going on because sentiment really needs to change you know how it happens uh, what news or event will drive it i mean just look at between yesterday and today 
yesterday all the news items were all about you know things uh, really turning bad because of that 1% 2% drop that markets did overnight but if you just look at the dax uh, over the last month you know you'll find that it's up 1 2% every day but actually if you look at all, all the bars it has do it is doing nothing it is in the same trading range one day up one day down one day up one day down one day up one day down going nowhere but every day is 1 and 2% move can make you feel that something big is happening in europe so that's that's how uh, uh, sickening it can be and so if you're really watching only that uh, uh, then you look at the sentiment that you have today you actually got uh, you know news reports now saying oh well all that is, all that is back people's fears about growth are gone i mean all of a sudden overnight growth fears are gone see the job of the guys writing these reports is nothing to justify what the market is doing you know they do not know what it is doing if it goes up they need to justify if it goes down they need to justify so you, you, so when i read these news items i actually read them as sentiment uh, unless the news item actually has news and actual news would be uh, you know if something is uh, seriously new announced by say the fed announces some new policy now that's news okay or the finance finance ministry does some reforms or announces some tax changes these are this is news but if you just hear or oh, somebody said something here and somebody said something there that's not news that doesn't amount to change in policy it drives sentiment and so uh, being able to differentiate that on a day to day basis is really important whether you're reading news or sentiment and then you read it as sentiment don't read it as news that can make a lot of difference in your ability to you know take those decisions so really what you've seen over the last few days is just a lot of a lot of noise around uh, between news and sentiment so same with the dollar if you had the dollar view right then uh, was the dollar bearish news or bullish news all sentiment or was it really about the bigger trend and if it was the bigger trend then how come you have everything today i mean look at look at what all the commodities are doing i think uh, nickel is probably at a 5 6 month high a few days ago uh, the same was happening in aluminum it suddenly rallied to a multi month or more than a year high and of course you haven't seen a new high yet in copper and where you've really seen weakness is probably oil but again oil was weird because i would think that if inflation was the problem oil rising would have been hit by an increase in production by opec something they are not doing but every time they talk about it or at least uh, come under some kind of potential pressure to do it which which is what happened in the last two days oil prices fell moment there was increasing noise from the us to get them to take a decision on prices which is actually the natural way to bring down inflation rather than attack all other commodity prices uh, whose impact on direct inflation is really not that significant and to the extent you even bring down oil related inflation you know uh, when you have uh, this kind of intervention after a shutdown and lockdown inflation is not i don't know if it's really happening only because of changes in oil prices or changing changes in some commodity prices i think there's some serious price increase being done simply to meet uh, the costs of doing business that have shot up because of the cost that people have uh, you know endured over the last year or two and this is going to happen across the board so business Uh, business uh, business people who are running uh, running restaurants running any kind of uh, outlet or f- even if you're an airline you would really want to you know earn more and the only way that will happen is not just getting all your existing volume back but you would have to actually raise prices because you've endured cost during this time period of at least some employees now see everywhere you cannot fire everybody there are some businesses that find it easier to fire and stop paying but there is some payments you're still making you know so every business has undergone some amount of those costs and now those will only come back if you have prices increases so price increases are going to happen across the board and that not does not necessarily amount to consumer price inflation 
you know so so what we see in the cpi print might not be in fact even ppi may may actually rise because of because of this and one of the most direct impacts i think this will have or probably i mean it's my thought that it should have logically is wage inflation so eventually what's going to happen is uh, you know even workers are going to demand demand uh, more uh, from their employers and the employers are going to pass it on as costs from uh, the losses or uh, costs that they've borne in the past that have to be recovered and so prices of everything are going to move up and that eventually reflects in in numbers right after, after all what is gdp gdp is a number it's like price into uh, production whatever you produce at a certain price that's uh, that's the difference between nominal gdp and real gdp and the same has a direct bearing on earnings and revenue right so revenue of a company is an outcome of you know what price you're charging you'll raise prices and you'll meet your costs and eventually that reflects in higher profits because of higher profitability something we've seen very very closely in the commodity price side you know this this slight commodity price rally as prices went up have had the most direct impact of expanding profits for uh, many of these uh, companies that had not really seen it in years and not really because demand expanded but simply because prices moved up and and the impact is such that companies that would have looked expensive a year back are now at p ratios of 5 times and you have to actually think okay from here what's really going to happen are you going to get that demand coming back to support these prices and uh, even if that happens if prices go nowhere and you can you know keep demand at a certain level then uh, the profitability will remain elevated for these companies if prices still rise from here then it's a then then it's completely a different picture you end up getting pe rating so that's how they are positioned you know and now imagine so because only you have one sector where you can imagine that impact what people are not able to imagine because it's not yet happened is that what if pricing increases for the entire economy everything everything uh, you know moves its pricing upwards what happens to revenues what happens to profitability and all of that what does it really mean for the pe ratio that you're really paying for the market right now which you think is extremely expensive suddenly that would completely change and of course uh, there are some sectors that have already been through that cycle and of course i'm referring to the ones like fmcg and you know others which have been at high valuations because they were driven up in the same way in the previous cycle right so that's when they benefited from price increases whether they did it through actual costs uh, you know uh, raising of actual sales price for a biscuit or whether they simply changed the packet size from 200 grams to 150 grams which is an indirect increase in price uh, in either way uh, that had a direct impact in profitability and that's there always these cycles so when you overprice uh, you know certain sectors based on what they did now suddenly when money is reallocating because it's finding value elsewhere then certain sectors are going to underperform and other sectors are going to gain it's the same thing we saw happen even in the early 2000s where you know for almost 7 8 years companies like hul actually underperformed the market which means they didn't go up as much as the main indices even though they may have continued to tag along and so you might see the same kind of behavior uh, in certain sectors that were valued by the previous cycle between 2011 and 2020 uh, whereas uh, new sectors uh, that uh, or rather i shouldn't call them new but new emerging sectors or rather sectors that have been through a cyclical downturn and are now emerging out of it will get much more allocation of that capital and are actually at much lower valuations and if you get the impact of pricing and inflation into it it will start justifying higher values rather than lower values for the rest of the market so that's i think uh, the sum total of how you need to think about things on a one year basis or two year basis and in the very short term simply watch sentiment which in my opinion 
is still extremely negative which is why i think markets will continue to move higher from here and not lower despite all the short term gyrations and fears that continue to show up on a day to day basis and lastly for all those people who try to correlate these day to day uh, you know behavioral movements so if the dollar is up today equity should fall down today you see the market smart probably if you go back a year that was true because it because in the fear of the pandemic uh, you had all these strong inverse correlations right so the exact point at which the dollar bot topped is exactly where the market bottomed and then it moved down and then this moved up that happens when you know fear and greed are at a very very high level you know so you have emotions that are elevated and so the day to day reactions are appear to be highly correlated but as it goes along and you know the sense of fear goes away and then you have a normal market these correlations uh, do not remain day to day you know they are a very broad and macro and if if you try to look at you know a two week move in the dollar and think okay this should exactly have a two week decline in equities and especially if it's a widely thought about phenomena that means now 6 8 months ago nobody was looking at this i was the only one talking about it among few and now everybody is watching it every day then there's a bigger reason why it's not going to have, happen on a day to day basis you know so you really have to get the macro view right and so equities if they know if if investors who are buying equities know that this is not going to be a big dollar bull run this is only a temporary spike they already buying equities and driving it up now you are trying to think that oh well the dollar has gone up for two weeks the third week it's going to drive down the stocks it's not but then if you are wrong that's just not going to happen and people who are front running that trade so equities are just front running the dollar by trade now okay even though the dollar has barely fallen for a day maybe and you are trying to think that oh this three week bounce and this is really a big change in trend it's going to hundred whereas the market doesn't care because it knows otherwise so that's that's what is going to happen. you know so if you're going to try to look for day to day correlations you're probably going to get hit because uh, they may not work uh, and you really need need to get the big picture right and for the big picture that's what we write about every day at india charts so you follow the updates and you'll know where we are we're going to be doing the weekend for india chart session tomorrow morning uh, and then post it online so you can either uh, see it once it's uh, live usually by late afternoon or evening on saturdays and the rest of sunday to have that viewing so see you all there and watch that session and then there'll be my weekly update on sunday as always that's all from me thank you nothing in this podcast is investment advice views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work please consult a registered financial advisor for the same and yes please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge